Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, welcome. This is number three in our series can I make it as a coach? And today we're going to talk about mindset and market outlook. Noelle, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. Um, this is one of my favorite topics. Yeah, I think for me, mindset's um, one of my favorite topics in general, but uh, especially when it comes to coach. And maybe for you, market outlook, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I love data. I love yeah. market outlooks. And, the, you know, the data and the numbers give us such good information about, you know, what's going on in the world and how we can show up. But for me, mindset is everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, a lot of people um, are inspired to become a coach, but not all of them want to be entrepreneurs. And this is a, such a good point. Absolutely. Because if you want to run a successful coaching business, you can be a great coach and that's awesome. But if you're not good at running a successful business, you're going to need help and support to do that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you can't, but you do need help and support. Um, if you're an amazing coach, but you're not, uh, uh, or, or you don't have a lot of um, entrepreneurial skills, you, you're probably not going to be coaching many people. <laughs> uh, very much. Or, you know, the, the test case study is Noel, the baby coach, when I insisted upon putting up profile pictures where I was wearing sunglasses and was too scared to put my writing mm. out there right, and right. hid behind John's legs like a little three-year-old, you know? Um, so that that's me. That's real. It's super true. And, um, you know, Noel as a coach requires a team to run a successful business. I can't do it on my own. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And I got to say real quick, if you are one of these people where you know you're a good coach, but you're not um, that great of an entrepreneur yet, I want to give you a mindset instantly. And that is, it's better to be a good coach and not that good of an entrepreneur than it is to be a great entrepreneur, but not that good of a coach. Yes, absolutely. Because entrepreneurial skill sets, you can either pay somebody else for or right, you can build right. that muscle. Yeah, you could outsource it. You could build teams. You could do other things. Um, if you're not a good coach, that's on you. <laughs> right. right. And if you're not a good coach, come to Journey. We'll train you up and get you on your way. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the piece here that I think is step one in understanding this topic is the investment that yeah. it takes so much time, money, focus, energy to create a sustainable coaching business. Yes. One of the misconceptions is that um, I'm not going to be a therapist. I'm going to be a coach because it's a shortcut. And mm -hmm. it, it's it's not true. I mean, it is a shortcut if you look at like the actual, um, you know, the journey of getting hours and and, uh, you know, your degree, going back to school and all of that. But as far as building a practice, they're the same. You know, it's, there's no shortcut there. No, there's no shortcut there. And on some levels, it's even harder because you don't have um, the systematized medical model right. um, to rely on. And then, you know, on the other hand, it's easier because all you need to launch a coaching business is a laptop, 
a phone and reliable internet connection. Right. It's also easier because uh, you don't have a board breathing down your 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 necks, uh, your throat. So you 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 um wait your throat, your neck. What is it? A board breathing down your back. Is it your back? It's definitely not your back. But I really <laughs> like this game. <laughs> what is it? There's a uh, there's a breathing down your what? It's, there's a saying anyway. Um, <laughs> You don't I have. Think it's, I think it's neck, but at this point, I'm confused, and yeah. so I'm not gonna, you know. You have uh, the freedom to do a lot of things um, that therapists don't have the freedom to do, and so to yes. me, that that makes it easier as well. Yes, and you have the freedom to reinvent yourself yeah. as many different times as you want. You know, it, you you could go from, um, and and I do recommend starting out as a coach, working for somebody else hopping on one of the platforms that employs our coaches like Noom or Verb, um, Mind Gem. um, And and there are so many and figuring out, okay, what's it like to deal with clients? What are the systems that big companies use? How can I learn from somebody else's system how to set it up for myself? Right, right. Um, The good news is there's there's never been a better time to make the leap into self employment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think especially, I mean, it's like two things. One, the, obviously the internet, but two, uh, the pandemic has gotten so many people to create new things from home. Oh yeah, absolutely. And my grandfather had a saying and he used it to describe, um, different ways of preventing his six kids from getting into trouble. Mm. And he said it was all about opportunity and inclination. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But if you're thinking about becoming a coach, you need opportunity and inclination. And the time is now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, to launch a coaching business, what are some primary tools you'll need? Well, step one is that you can't treat it like a hobby. And Mm. I think that this is where a lot of folks go wrong because we tinker, right? We play right. with WordPress. We we play with Facebook. We play with Instagram. I remember um, in the dinosaur days when you and I were starting out, it was really common. And, and I did this. I 100% did this. I would pay a graphic designer to create a logo mm-hmm. and feel like I was done. Right, right. Now, it can be a hobby, but don't treat it like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So this looks like clear strategy. Mm. And a lot of folks don't understand what that means. Um, And this is where we move from hobby, tinkering, graphics, Facebook, WordPress to realistic financial forecasting, the skills and tools that you need to run a small business, like understanding of um, taxes when they're due, how to do it, LLCs, S-Corps. marketing know-how, how to attract prospective clients, how to set up a marketing pitch, um, and then finally, confidence to close sales. And then beyond that, uh, regular maintenance of systems. Businesses don't run on their own. There needs to be someone, if it's not you, that is consistently looking into the books, the numbers, the marketing, the emails, are things going in the right places? Is something broken? Is the audience getting the message that they need? Is the money coming in? Are the taxes getting paid? It goes on a cycle. Yeah. And uh, the other piece of this, um, um, something that I'm familiar with because I've been um, 
doing it for a long time now is content. And when I started, content wasn't really a thing. There were people, you know, posting stuff and kind of uh, there's a lot of self-expression, but it wasn't like um, a, a, a flow of um, it wasn't like it wasn't like um, this thing that you have to put out consistently with metrics. Um, sometimes using um, a digital marketing company to help with ads. Like it wasn't this whole uh, sea of um, opportunities. It was more of just like, you know, posting once in a while and it was kind of fun, right? So now content is real. Content has become like the, the new um, commercials or advertising or um, television, right? And so in order to get your message out there, in order to throw your net, to uh, build a clientele, um, content can can be huge, so you have to treat content uh, in a in a professional way, and not just do it when you feel like it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, for those of you that are sitting at home saying, "Well, I have no idea how to do any of this stuff," yes, you do. Yes, you do. So let's break it down. So John's talking very broadly about content, um, and I'm going to turn it around and say your content is the message that you have in your soul right now that will make somebody else feel better. Mm. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I I love that because um, that wasn't logistical. (laughs) No. Yeah. No. So uh, let's play with it. Um, You know, we're, we're emerging from a pandemic. All of us have been facing really crazy life challenges. No one has been having an easy time of things and the world has changed and everybody's kind of looking out into the horizon saying, I wonder how much it's changed. What can I expect from uh, emerging on the other side of this thing? John, what is a message that you have from your soul to help other people feel better? Um, One would be that you're, you're not alone, that you don't have to, to do things by yourself in this world. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And, you know, mine, I think, would be really similar. Um, And just say, you know, we don't have to accept the status quo anymore. Mm, Like, we can can do things differently. We all have the agency to do so. And we need each other in order to make that come true. And so how about we all team up together to lift this big boulder um, and actually change the world? Yeah, the world doesn't have to be the same. No, That's powerful. it doesn't. Yeah. It is powerful. And in there we are, you know, with a conversation between two friends, really meaningfully, we created content. Yeah, we did. We, um, and, and, and the, this form of content is audio because you're listening to us. Um, so, so yeah, it's not about um, in what form. Um, it's about what you're saying and why. Exactly. And the why behind it you know, is the most important part. You know, there's genuineness in our messages. It's what we really, truly believe and what we really, truly want others to feel, which is hope. And at the end of the day, coaching is the profession of hope. So, you know, even as we're sitting here talking about business and marketing and, and administration and client sessions and other services, what you're selling is hope. And we can all get behind that. Yeah, I think a lot of people have the misconception that coaching means to fix people or that coaching means to, um, you know, give people um, 
answers and tell people how to live. And it's none of that. I mean, at the end of the day, like Noel says, if you could inject hope, um, that, that, that is coaching. It is. One form. It right? is. Um, and so now let's go back to the basics and mm-hmm. talk about how most new coaches actually spend their time. And I, this breakdown is important because it busts a lot of myths, right? Yeah. Um, John, did you have an idea of what you thought your life was going to look like as a coach versus no. what it actually looks like? No, zero, zero. I had no idea. Um, I was at a time where I just needed to pay bills um, and I wanted wanted some clients and I, I, I that's all I knew. <laughs> I didn't know anything else after that. Yeah. So my future vision was a little bit more formed, but it was really squishy and I didn't have a clear understanding of, of what the things that I was thinking about actually meant. So what I thought that my life was going to look like is I thought I would um, be taking phone calls for sessions, which I do. So that part actually came true. And I thought that I would spend um, a lot of my time writing really inspirational blog posts, which I don't do. Um, and I thought that I would you know, be able to just travel and wake up anywhere and, um, and take my clients, which is sometimes true. So, Mm. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't totally off, but what I was missing was a clear understanding of the systems that need to go into place behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I love this, um, um, this pie chart, uh, uh, how most new coaches actually spend their time. And, and this is also new information for me, but I love how it breaks it down. So, um, if you're imagining a pie chart, uh, 20% is business and admin, 20% is client sessions, 40% is marketing, and then other services, 20%, like courses, groups, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, you know, right there, when John is talking about content and marketing, that's where 40% needs to go, especially when you're starting out because you're building a brand, you're building um, a name for yourself, you're, you're putting your why out into the world. And and that's where you're going to drive your business. It's in your message. Yeah. Yeah. And then so much can uh, stem from that, like Mm -hmm. client sessions and and services and, you know, retreats, groups, or or whatever you want to do. Absolutely. And and for those of you who like to do a purpose, um, whatever you create for marketing can be repurposed into courses and groups. And so when you create marketing content and you really spend a lot of critical time focusing on your why, focusing on spreading hope, focusing on the needs of your clients, um, it's not wasted. Repackage that and turn it into actionable course material because if somebody sees it and they're drawn to you because they love your message, they're going to want more of that message packaged in lots of different ways. Facebook's memories uh, saved my career. And How? Um, <laughs> exactly what we're talking about, repurpose. So uh, Facebook, really? well, Facebook has this function where it pops up memories, right? It pops up like uh, memories of, you know, your birthday and things that happened three years ago. Um, and so, of course, they do it as kind of a yearbook. And um, but if you are a content creator, uh, what it does for me is because I've been posting um content on on facebook for the last i don't know uh 12 years every memory that pops up on facebook for me is refurbishing so it automatically pulls up stuff from years ago that i uh, wrote or did a video on and i just take that and 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 post it across social media today and no one knows that it's old 
Awesome. And <laughs> your message, I mean, hasn't changed. So it's still authentic. Yeah, it's still authentic and it's still me, but it is, um, it is what Noel was talking about. So it's refurbishing. And, and, and what, what's great about that is I'm realizing, um, because it's, it's, it's not impossible, but it's so hard to sit down every day, uh, and create brand new content for the rest of your life. I mean, it's just, I don't know if it's sustainable. It, it may not be sustainable in the way that, that you're doing it. And I think this is a really um, a strong point. And, and I'll talk about how I do it because we have really different processes. And, and this just goes to illustrate something we talk about all the time is that it's okay to be different and do things differently. Right. So, um, John, when you create content, you're really pulling it out of your yourself and your soul and you're mirroring back to the world your very own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, documenting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people change, but not that much. So after 12 years, you're very much the same John um, that you were 12 years ago. And so when you, as you're constantly trying to mirror and reflect your life, it takes different twists and different turns. You know, fatherhood was a big adventure for you. Um, you know, becoming an author was a big adventure for you. Um, but, you know, c- the consistency of your brand has also been what has sustained you mm-hmm. over the years. Right. Um, and then I do things totally differently. Um, I'm a researcher at heart. I'm an academic by nature. And so what I do when I want to create content is I look for the most cutting edge research that's Mm, out there. I read the journals and the books that are published in the same year that I'm living in um, because not a lot of people do that. And it's important to me to reflect what's going on within the science of positive psychology. Um, One of the topics that I've been really obsessed with for years is the outcomes of isolation. And there are some really great books that were published in 2020. So I've been pulling the positive psychology literature and the literature on isolation and loneliness and and trying to cobble together um, some unique theories of how I think coaches can help people come out of this debacle that we've been in. Right. So you you definitely do not use uh, Facebook memories as a tool to post content. <laughs> no, I don't. Right. I absolutely don't. I use academic journals and hardcover books. Right. Um, and, and I'll tell you how exactly how I work. As I'm reading a book, um, I highlight and I put sticky notes on, on my books. And then I take the time to sit down and put the pull quotes in a word document with the appropriate citation so that when I'm actually sitting down to write, I have everything at my fingertips. Um, and it takes me about eight hours to pull together a very well-researched blog post. Yeah. And as I'm listening to this, um, I'm already feeling anxiety and I have a headache just listening to her, her approach because <laughs> um, it's not me. Right. And and, it, and you shouldn't force something that isn't you because you think it's the way that it should be done. You know, and also for Noel, uh, maybe when she uh, listens to me documenting and just doing wild and crazy, it's not her. Right. So it, it, oh. it, it might bring her anxiety to do that. Right. So you got to figure out what's right for you. Um, and, and because that's, what's going to be sustainable. If it's not right for you, it's going to be short lived. Absolutely. And, and you're, you're right. Like it, it gives me complete anxiety every time we do an Instagram live. Like I'm like, right. Oh my God, right. <laughs> you know, I can't believe my face is on a thing. Um, but like, 
when it takes me eight hours to write that blog post, it's done. And I have a piece of unique literature and then we use it, um, for podcasts. We use it, uh, it, teaching and journey. I use it when I'm talking to businesses about right. what they need to do to help and support their employees. So it becomes, you know, educational tools and learning for a lot of different people. And so me taking that eight hours, if you're sitting there saying, Oh my God, you know, who has that kind of time? Um, once I do the work, the work is done and then you can use it in lots of different ways. And so yeah. this is what we're talking about with that 40% going towards marketing. Yes. And that piece is the same for both of us. Meaning if mm -hmm. I create a uh, blog post on say, you know, three steps to, um, I don't know, uh, 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 to divorce recovery, um, that could be extended to a book that could be a video that could be a podcast episode. It could be its own podcast. It could be like so many things. Right. Um, so there, there is that where um, when you're creating content, that that content can be stretched. You know, I, it, the 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 term I use is butter knifing, taking taking like a, a butter knife and really spreading it across uh, multi uh, media platforms or, or or whatever. Absolutely. So, guys, hilarious story. Um, John was describing to me his butter knife technique, except he didn't give me the context and just sent me, you know in a text message, the word butter knife. And I thought that it was a new pet name. <laughs> I, that, <laughs> that's a great pet name. I love it. It's kind of adorable and also kind of uh, badass. Uh, yeah. So I, I was like, I was like, all right, that's new. We'll go with this. Sure. John. <laughs> well, when I get a dog, his or her name is going to be butter knife. I love it. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And so, our, you know, a tip here, pro tip, Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, yeah. But when you're dealing with this, we're, we're, we're literally talking about vision, strategy, and perseverance. And you cannot build a brand overnight. You cannot get good at creating content in the way that serves you overnight. Right, right. So uh, how do you do this? Mm -hmm. Well, it might sound... Um, a little bit hokey coming from us, but one of the best possible things that you can do is hire a coach. Yeah. Yeah. And the coach to uh, make you accountable, um, you know, hold up a mirror, uh, uh, dissect barriers, uh, so many things. Yeah. And there's so many different ways to do this. Um, I work with a couple different coaches. Um, some of them I call when I need a really specific, you know, punch in the arm with strategy. Another I work with um, every week and that coach specializes in developing female leaders. Um, and it kicks my ass and it makes me commit to doing and following through on the things that I say that I'm going to and gives me the confidence to stand up and be who I am. And, and so from one coach to another, I can't recommend the discipline enough. Um, and John, you've done this in lots of different ways. I remember at the outset, you uh, built your own entre men's entrepreneur group. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we used to meet my place um, at, on a Saturday night. And, you know, a lot of it wasn't even about entrepreneurship. A lot of it was about uh, just real stuff happening in our lives and realizing that that is getting in the way of, um, or us not talking about that, um, the, the, the become barriers, you know, to us accomplishing goals. So a, a lot of times you'll be talking with your coach about uh, your practice or what you're building and the conversation goes deeper and you realize that what's preventing you 
isn't even on the surface, but it's uh, something underneath. And that's when I feel like uh, those sessions are really powerful. So a lot of the entrepreneur group uh, the, on the Saturday nights wasn't even about entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's the way coaching works. And I had one of those sessions last week. Um, both of my parents uh, were able to get their first dose of the COVID vaccine. And for me, that means that I can see them and we can maybe spend our next holiday together. And I didn't realize the amount of grief that I was holding in my body being so separated from my parents over this last year. And that was what the coaching session was about. Mm, yeah. Really and I needed it. Right, I need. Right. I needed to get it out because it was blocking me from doing other things. Yeah. So, um, you know, as we're in the weeds, let's pull back out and talk about the market outlook for coaches because you know it's it's an incredibly effective discipline. Everyone can benefit from having a coach at some point in their life. I believe that everyone can benefit from having a coach regularly because it keeps your goals front and center in your mind and keeps you accountable for follow through because humans we're lazy left to our own devices. We would not do the damn thing. Yeah. We're, um, we're lazy and we're afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are lazy <laughs> and we are afraid. And so, you know, coaching gives you permission to push outside of that fear. Um, and I think that it's really catching on. All of the market data says that um, coaching is a wave that is just going to keep rolling. Now is the time to surf. There are more than 71,000 coach practitioners worldwide. Yes. I, I'm going um, to say now is the time to get on your board and start paddling um, 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 because I don't think a lot of people just can surf instantly. So, uh, yes, there's this huge wave and we're seeing it, we're seeing the swell coming and, uh, now's the time to kind of turn your board around and start paddling, you know, yeah. to catch the so, wave. And, and this is a, a really great example of John who actually knows how to surf and Noel who doesn't, I didn't know, you know, I forgot the paddling part, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so yes. And, and let's take a look at that number, 71,000 coach practitioners worldwide, um, as far as the amount of humans who are out there in the world, that's not a very big number. No, that's that's um, that's not big at all, actually. That's small. It's small. And I think one of the traps that folks fall into when they first enter the field of coaching is they look around and they feel like, oh, my God, everybody's doing this. Everybody's a coach. I'm the last one to the party. Everyone's successful but me. And it's simply not true. Coaching is an emerging field. The value of coaching is just beginning to be understood by really wide swaths of society. Um, coaching is expanding the most right now, actually, in South America, which I think is really, really cool. Wow. Um, it's growing in Europe. We have a lot of folks from Europe who come through Journey. In the U.S., it's really taken hold on the coasts and starting to move in towards the center of the country. And we need more coaches. Um, there's also a shortage of therapists globally mm. right now. Oh, I didn't and know that. There is. There is a shortage of therapists. There aren't enough therapists to serve all of the people who are in need. And one of the reasons that that piece of data is important for coaches is that coaching lives on the bookends of therapy. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I think a lot of people think um, coaching, uh, uh, coaches, that, 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 that it's uh, saturated because 
um, if you're interested in being coach, you're probably following other coaches and, and, and wellness companies and all that. And so your feed's flooded with coaches, but you're not seeing outside of your feed. So it's almost like you've created a, a bubble, um, especially on social media, where you're seeing a ton of coaches because you're, you're of course, following coaches. And that's, that's, the, you know, that's what the social media is going to um, put on your feed. So you think there's a lot more coaches than there actually are. Yeah. And that's true. And, and that's for anything, you know, if, if you decide, so John and I are probably going to start getting targeted ads for surfing now yes. because we've been talking <laughs> about it today. And right. I'm going to think that everybody around me is a surfer except for me. And, you know, it might be true. I don't have the upper body strength. I just don't. Um, and so, you know, kind of pulling back here, we know that coaching is currently um, a $2.85 billion industry. So with 71,000 coach practitioners, the consumer demand is off the charts. Mm. And another thing that has impacted coaching is the pandemic, is COVID. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. it's had a positive impact on business for coaches, period. 24% of coaches surveyed said that they are experiencing increased business as a result of the pandemic yeah i mean that's that's huge i mean but it all it makes sense you know on, mm -hmm. on different levels why it makes sense yep and so you know let's look at the consumer what are consumers thinking um consumers are freaked out everybody's freaked out we don't know what's going to happen um we don't know what's going to happen in industry a lot of people have lost their jobs businesses are struggling um and at the same time, there's this huge wellspring of hope and people are, are really looking out into the world and saying, I want to do things differently now. I don't want to go back into the rat race. I don't want to cave to the status quo. Um, and just like we said earlier, people are lazy and scared. You need a coach to kick your ass if you're going to get out there into the world and really do things differently. Right. Um, so this is the landscape in real time and it's really rich in a lot of different ways. The biggest concern that consumers have are coaches who are untrained individuals who call themselves coaches. Yeah, you know, I got to say, one of my biggest pet peeves um, is to be um, scrolling through social media and I see a friend and um, she's calling herself a coach now and I know that she has had no training. Um, and and part part of me is kind of offended as a friend. She didn't reach out to, to me to ask about journey or whatever. But then another part of me is like, oh, um, if you're just going to call yourself a coach without any training, one, it's probably not going to work out for you. Um, and two, it, you're you're doing a disservice to um, not only yourself but the world because it's in a way it's false advertising. You can't be a coach just because you're passionate about helping other people. It's true. And what I see happening in the world is, you know, because of like hashtag coach life, um, the folks who jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, okay, I'm a coach now, right. don't understand that there is a science, there's a methodology to the practice of coaching. And what they end up doing is giving people advice, telling them what they think they should right, do with their lives right. or telling them what they themselves have done with their lives. Um, there's a, there's an ethical responsibility, you know, um, I can't help someone with their broken arm. I'm not a medical 
uh, a practitioner. I can't help, you know, like I, just because I had a child doesn't mean I'm suddenly now going to charge money and help other women, you know, have children like that. that I don't have the, the training and, and, and with coaching, for some reason, people think that, oh, well, other people are coaching. Um, you know, I, I know how to um, I, I'm, I'm the person in my group of friends where people come to advice. I give really good advice. I'm going to call myself a life coach. I've got a lot of followers and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And, and, and as not okay as that is, I think that the fact that it's happening points to how young and new and still emerging this field is. Right. Right. And this, you know, thinking back, I don't know, a hundred years ago when the medical profession was in its infancy, John said, you know, he's not going to go out and pretend to be a doctor, but guess what? There were certainly people who did do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they called, you know, I mean, circus tents, the doctors come to town, drink my snake oil and right, you'll right. feel better. Um, and, and that really happened. And so, you know, just you know, history tends to repeat itself. Yeah. And so what we're seeing is the way that humans work. Humans are shifty. Um, <laughs> it's, it's true. And the moral of the story here is that properly trained coaches help to legitimize the coaching profession, which is good for all of us. And properly trained coaches can actually help clients, which is good for the clients. Right. I mean, here, here's what happens though. It plays itself out because if you're not trained, um, it's going to show in your confidence. It's going to show in, you know, um, the, the results uh, or lack of results. And so, yeah, I don't think it, it's going to work out, you know? Yeah. And, and really specifically the, the lack of, results that tends to manifest in in a really bad relationship with a client where the client will get angry and say, you know, you're not listening to me and I tried what you said and it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and that, and then you open yourself up to liability. Um, so, you know, it's not a good look, uh, don't do it. And getting some basic coaching credentials is not far out of reach. So, take a look at everything that's out there. There's a coach training program for everyone. Um, At Journey, we really, we seek adventurous souls. We seek irreverent individuals. We seek people who want to do things differently, who who really dance to their their own drumbeat. And when somebody comes to Journey, if we feel that there'd be another program that's a better fit for them, we'll tell them um, and help them find their good fit because there's room at the table for every single one of us in this space. And getting people to the right place, whether it's a client or a student, is how we roll in Coachland. Yeah. It's all yeah. based on ethics. And and find your people. You know, go uh, toward the coach training program where you're like, oh, I could relate to this um, these people. I could relate to this instructor. I could relate to, um, you know, um, the message that they're waving. Um, that's because because that's that's going to be a, a part of your training. So it's not just you know what's um, on the page, it's not just the uh, the, the lecturer's information; um, it's the actual human experience of um, learning with uh, your cohort and all these instructors. Oh yeah, and the keywords that jumped out to me are the human experience because that's the heartbeat of coaching is the human experience mm-hmm. and the trials and tribulations that we all face just getting up every day and going through our lives. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whether you're, you're coaching, you're a coach in training, or you're just dreaming about it, um, 
there's a there's a term it's called sonder s-o-n-d-e-r and it's in the urban dictionary i don't think it's a real word in the oxford dictionary but the concept i love and the concept is okay so you know you're sitting in a coffee house and you're looking out the window and you see people walking around the street and you've been lost in your own head you've been lost in your own thought and your own troubles and your own um, depth of existence every single other person out there on the street is having the same experience Mm. yeah and we're just these you know sacks of human skin where we have universes inside of us um and that's that's what coaching dices out and and it's so romantic and it's so beautiful um and that's why we do the work yeah i love that i love this uh this abstract painting that you that you just painted in words so yeah that's... so let's talk about doing the work uh, because there i'd say there are really there are four things once you get past coach training once you get past your why once you get past your marketing messages um there are four things that are just true and the first one is that for every hour of active coaching you're going to need time bookends to prepare for the session to compile your notes and to take the next steps and follow up communication with a client so as you're scheduling your time as you're designing your life thinking about those human stories thinking about the impact that those human stories might have on you. If you're a very sensitive person, for example, you're going to need a little bit more time yeah. <laughs> in, in between sessions or, or really maybe one session a day is all you can handle. And that's okay. Yeah. Noel, you're an empath, would you say? Yes, I am so yeah. sensitive. Um, I am not. And so um, Noel may need a little more time because she probably absorbs um, the energy of the client and, and a lot more things where I, I tend to have a, a, a shield that it bounces off of. Um, so yeah, the, you got to know um, what you can handle, how it affects you, um, because every session can be powerful in that way. Yeah. There was a point at um, the height of the pandemic where I needed to refer every single one of my clients to a therapist mm. or to inpatient. Yeah. Every single one of them needed medical attention and i was carrying their stories around with me and not everyone was listening to me i had to threaten to terminate the coaching contracts and you know carrying those life stories with me took a toll um and i needed to create space in order to do it that's why i only take on a handful of clients at a time yeah because i i need to be real with how i how i can live my life yeah so you just have to know yourself know yourself. And then, you know, number two is to attract clients, you're going to be spending a lot of time on marketing and content creation, uh, 40% to start. Yeah. And that's just a fact. It's just something that you have to do, um, to, to get, get your, yourself out there and get p- people to know who you are and what you, um, you know, what, what your services are. Mm-hmm. And then if you're offering other products, online courses, groups, podcasting, you need to also develop and manage those services. Yeah. So you can imagine another 40% will go there for those specific um, offerings as well. Yep. And then when we're looking at administrative time, and this is the place where uh, where there is no stronger message in that you don't have to do it alone. 
You really, really, really don't. If you're not good at Excel spreadsheets or filing taxes, outsource it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's like, it reminds me of that saying, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 um, I would not be smart if I spent my time doing administrative work because A, that's not my gift. And, and, and B, I need my time to be doing other things that are creative um, that, uh, at least for me, uh, other people can't do, right? So yeah. it's, it's something that – and so if there's something that only you can do, that's where you should spend your time. And if there are things that other people can do for you, then that's hireable. A hundred percent. So, you know, in sum – Play to your genius zone, live your why, don't be afraid of creating content, just speak your truth. Coaching is booming right now. All human service professions are booming right now. So if you're drawn to this field, you're in the right space at the right time Um, and plan your life in a way that works for you. Everything she just said, uh, and I'll see you in class maybe. Yay. That would be awesome. (laughs) All right, friends. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And if you missed the other two, go check them out. We have uh, a three-part series on can I make it as a coach? Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training, and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's jrni.co slash everything.